another episode of With The Chiefs. Wait, 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 wait. Man, I need more rest. I hope you've got, I've got your last name right there. It's a very good pronunciation. You should know better than that now, Donald. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. I've caught Dom again. Candy <laughs> Mate, crush. just a candy crush addict. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of With The Sheeps. I'm very happy to introduce today Ian Zhu. Um, Ian recently ran 2.48, sorry, 2.38.45. <laughs> sorry, almost, almost short-changed you by 10 minutes. <laughs> my, old, my old PB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. about that a little later. Um at the Melbourne Marathon, so I think we, we're definitely keen to dig into that, but if I go through some of Ian's PBs, so he's got 16 flat in the 5k, that was at, where was that? That was at the um, PB City Turbo Runners event earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yep. I've got your 10k, 10k down as 33.56, but that's... That's at the Sun Run. That's, that's at the Sun, sun Run. run. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, Sun Run. Which is very quick That's probably at that. that. When was when was that? Start this to start this year, yep. um, February. So yeah, okay. Um, is that the next one to, to come off the list then? Hmm? We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for the half, it's one fourteen thirty. At it was at uh, Sydney half um, recently, so a couple months ago in September. Yep. In yep. the build up to the next one, you're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've already mentioned that one and butchered it, but um, <laughs> um, have a second try. It's the good. other one, the other one, I know. Well, okay, Melbourne Marathon, two thirty-eight forty-five. That's the That's one. That's your other PB. Correct. Um, another one I actually noted down was you this year. You got top ten up Heartbreak Hill, which is oh wow, top yeah, 10. which is huge at Cedar Surf. Yeah, Jeez. what was, what was um. Was it like tenth or uh, like as the the split itself was tenth? Yeah. Uh, What's tenth in uh, five minutes thirty three? Yeah. So that was the split itself. Even though overall my overall time was a little bit um, back in forty eight uh, ten, but Jeez, still yeah. very solid. Very um, solid. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, obviously, welcome, welcome to the show. Um, we'll thanks, start. Thanks yeah. for having me along. All good, mate. All good. It's um. Yeah, I know you're a listener as well. So yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll just start off like we normally do, except for the previous episode where we went a bit, right, <laughs> bit <yeah>. off, <laughs> off, tra- off track, thanks to Adrian, but, um, we'll just do a bit of a trading update. So I guess what's been happening with you post Melbourne? Cause that was what, two, almost. It's two, been, um, yeah. was it nine days ago now? Yeah. Nine days. Yeah. Yeah. So first couple of days didn't run anything at all. Um, just did. Uh, so the Monday I just walked walked a bit, um, did a bit of a did a kilometer of a swim for about a kilometer, and then Tuesdays much the same, just walk around. But I was still in Melbourne. I was actually still in Melbourne after the race for a week, so I was just like explore doing a bit of tourism there. Yeah. So yep. So that was um, so this is checking out a few places. Wednesday did um, I did do like two uh, little, little trail runs. One of my friends down there, uh, Justin, he like. Um, he like uh, just showed me around a few places, um, just a bit of trail there. So um, it was it was nice to just um, do something a little bit different, even though it was a, it's probably a little bit harder on straight on the body, the like straight straight on the back, because you, the first one was like uh, 
like this Kokoda Trail down Dandenong. It was like this big, like downhill, then big uphill one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 4Ks here. And then like, uh, then was just, another one was just like more of a social trail, which was a lot flatter. So that was nice there. Then Thursday, Friday, um, we just like did, uh, just did a bit of like, just a bit of easy jogging um, around, um, let me think it was, Thursday was, she uh, like almost, I forgot what was, what did I do Thursday? I did uh, great. I know Friday I did like um, a jog around um, like my um, area, like the area yeah. that I was living in with the hotel. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Thursday. I'm, I swear I did something on Thursday. Did I? Um, God, shit. I'm That's all right. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. I might just quickly check on Strava for a moment, just for just for that. Context. Just for clarity, yeah. <laughs> Make sure we're gonna clarify. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that a few, quite a few times in my, but I normally just give up. Oh yeah, that's right. I went. Yeah, that's right. I went to the. I went to the tan on Thursday. Just. Oh yeah. Went to the tan. Just did two laps of there. So yep. you, I did get to see the. You see the like records on there. Just like you see the records of the men and the uh, women. Of course, like I've been hearing that on Inside Running a lot as well because I also listen to the Inside Running podcast. I so saw they talk about the tan all the time. So I thought I have to go to the tan and just. Run, uh, run a few laps there. So just yep. did two laps there. Friday just did um, loop around my area, and then Saturday went to just checked out Albert Park Run, which was um, which is cool. Big headwind for once, which was well, I hadn't didn't feel much of this big of a headwind for like um, ever really because it just blew me like. Um, it did slow me down quite a lot, which was surprising. I didn't think I've never really felt um, slowed down by that much just by headwind. Yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah, and then I just um, didn't even. And then, yeah, so that was actually, um, yeah, just went then somehow like 800 people and it still, still won it. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh really? So, yeah, 16.47, six days after the race. Jeez. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, it was just a pack of five and then they just gradually dropped off and dropped off and then I suddenly just mean this other guy there and then we just like cat and mouse a bit and then I somehow just marked him on the sprint. Yeah. Like kind of just like, I was like ahead of, ahead of him. Like, um, he tried to pull away last K and I managed to... Um, just like bring him back and then on the sprint I kind of heard heard his footsteps so it was just like kind of like maneuver so it almost like blocks him so he had to go around mm-hmm. if he tried if he wanted to get after me but then I managed to like successfully mark him there and then like just did another like short jog just before I flew back and then um, Sunday was just um Sunday, I just, uh, like, when I got back to Sydney, I just, like, did, um, went, like, from my place, just did a lap of the bay and then um, headed back, um, headed back home for about 15K. So the first week after, I still got uh, 60 kilometers. So it's still a fair bit, like, still a fair bit. And it's the longest, it's the shortest I've done in four months, which is one thing. But then if you compare that to, like, years earlier, that's, like, um, it's, like, heaps when you compare to, like, maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, I remember first, well, normally after marathon it's very hard to sort of get moving yeah I know. but you've obviously got more experience you've got experience on your belt now but yeah. still 1647 six, six, six days strong, after yeah pretty, pretty gutsy run yeah um, and 60 k's that's like 10k a day almost like that's still yeah yeah pretty solid and well, that was with two days off pretty much yeah, yeah. so this week so far yesterday i didn't run yesterday just decided to do a kilometer, a, sw- a kilometer swim and then today just did an hour early in the morning and then um, we're here so yep yeah nice awesome solid I didn't I didn't um, yeah I didn't realise you got back into it that quickly I probably should have checked your Strava <laughs> that's, um, no that's that's solid um, how did you feel like how did you feel fatigue wise after 
like pretty much right after the race were you um i guess quads and the quads were the main thing and also like one of the ligaments my behind the right knee was also like mm-hmm. felt like it had a fair bit of lac- lactate like st- really stiff in that mm-hmm. so that's i think it's finally started to start to clear out now which is which is good so yeah it's like the quads i think are good now just the like back of the knee is just a bit of um i think a bit of lactate but i think that's um almost good to go now so which is good so yeah mm. yeah nice interesting do you do any um like gym work or oh. anything like that in the lead up or uh, in the lead up to the races in yeah yeah uh, no i have, didn't do any gym i or used like to cross training or? i used to like i guess a bit of swimming every couple like usually every like few weeks or so um did used to do like a few core circuits but then uh, i've sort of slacked off recently after moving out i'll be honest <laughs> yeah so yeah, i need to try and get back at it but i probably need to buy a yoga mat to be honest because um they used to do it when i um used to do it on a, like a firm bed but then now my bed's like a this soft mattress so yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like a lot um so it's a lot harder to do it like i sometimes even just just wall sit on my wall sit while having breakfast sometimes just yeah. have just have the bowl of wheat picks and just wall sit for a couple of minutes <laughs> so yeah so no that. so no um no strength in in the in your plan like no no like big like definitely not the gym okay. the weights and that i was okay. not really into that stuff at all yeah like yeah i guess okay. like when you say core circuits usually like i would have done like i used to d- would tend to do like this like the brinks a brink sally up circuit so you probably you oh, heard yeah, about the brink sally up yeah, song yeah. yeah used to do i used to always i used to be able to do the full 30 on the push-ups but ever yeah. since kind of slacking off not being able to do that but then you also like do it with like a glute bridge and then um like a, cr- a crunch and then leg raise a squat lunge and then and then just go yeah, right. and then spend some time on the wall and yeah what is it we'll have to get like a an ian's hour uh challenge where you just go through and, and do ian circuit i reckon yeah um, <laughs> but the bring sally up there's like a song and every time they say um bring sally up you have to do the rep yeah and like how, how many is it in the song it's probably uh, there's like, 30 reps in the song oh, okay exactly yeah, right. 30 so yeah and then you have the old miss lucy dead and gone left me here to weep and moan that is like you have to hold you have to hold the rep and that is especially on the push-up you really have to that is really painful yeah so yeah i really need to like get back into a bit more once i'm um yeah once i'm more in full swing to be honest but yeah Mm. that's like so i guess in terms of the strength side of things it's I guess more of the core core work, but rather than the gym is what I've like uh, focused on over the last few years. And yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that reminded me of the that song. Reminded me of song on song off when you used to take me for <laughs> long runs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't done that. Was that's pretty good. We should we should yeah. get around. It was good, that. like fart like just yeah, yeah fart like song on. It was for long runs. Yeah, dangerous when you get like. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you when it's your we song. What's coming up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a bit of uncertainty. But anyway, um, <clears throat> what's happening with you, Dom? Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of good weeks uh, in the lead up to Bondi to Manly. Um, I've still got another two weeks off work, which is pretty good. So I've just been pretty much like had one week training like a pro runner almost. Did 167 k's. Really? Wow. Yeah. 100 miles plus. Yeah, yeah. It was, was it was the pro hours as well? Yeah, right. it was good. It's I don't know. It's, it's hard to do, but it's easy to do when you can just have a nap during the day and all you're really thinking about is running. Um, yep. But that was a good week. Um, I think I did. There was one day where I did like three sessions, which was probably a, a bit much. Well, it wasn't. I, I did uh, Delta in the morning, which was like six by a k, 
And then there was like a research study at Macquarie University um, and part of the study you had to do a beep test. So that's still like a bit of exercise. Yeah, definitely. And then that afternoon I went to Turbo um, and we did like a 20 minute effort and then um, four hills. So it was like, it was a pretty big day. How did you um, feel after that? I felt all right still, but um, I think the next day, like I still did like, I don't know, 30 Ks or something, like two doubles. Um, but well, the next day yeah, I went and uh, checked out the course with Sota and we like ran up um, the first section of Bondi to Manly, which is it's pretty hilly, but I think maybe because I was tired, I felt like it was a lot harder than it maybe will be on race day, but that's probably a good thing. Um, going into a race thinking oh shit this is going to be hard mm. just to hold me back a bit uh and then other big sessions on that weekend um i did 20 by 1k which um <laughs> is like part of the long run okay um, <laughs> which it was just good to kind of like practice um fueling and yeah get ready for the the ultra i feel like that's kind of the last like big solid effort that i did before the race um but it was it's 20 by k but it was pretty cruisy it was like at 340 350 kind of pace okay so um kind of targeting that probably i don't know 50k pace rather than like anything too crazy Mm. um but yeah i think that's a good rest you're breaking between the one k's yeah so rest was um I think it was, it was just like have a drink, um, but it ended up being about 90 seconds. 96, yeah. Yeah. But I was just making sure, like I was practicing fueling. That was like kind of the purpose of the session as well. So yeah. after every rep, I was just having a little sip of tailwind. Yeah. Which, um, just to kind of get used to running with that fuel. Um, and then other sessions I've done, <clears throat> I did, yeah, this morning we did uh, Delta. Um, which was like five minute, broken five minutes. So you go three minutes hard, one minute easy, one minute hard. I um, saw you trying to, you were leading, like you'd gone yeah. out and then one rep, you're like, nah, I better hold back. I've got yeah. a bond on a manly. And then you're back out the front. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but it wasn't crazy. It wasn't no, it crazy. wasn't crazy. Sorry. Sorry. Well, the first two were like, I was probably, I was definitely working too hard. And then I kind of like called myself out and was like, okay, I got to, Pull this back a bit, mate. Um, how fit is Scotty at the moment? Yeah, geez, he was moving very well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was that's that's all the workouts I've done, and then I've just been trying to run on the trails as much as possible, really, because um, I think that Bondi to Manly, it's pretty like uneven and stairs and hills and stuff. So I think that um, if you can yeah get your eye in on the trails and get used to running on that kind of terrain, then that'll help you in the race, hopefully. Um. <clears throat> No, forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, and the big race is uh, this Saturday, so now we're into the taper. Yeah, into the taper. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it still or? Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay. I think, yeah, it's like, it's going to be just awesome to explore Sydney. Like it's, it, there's no, I said it before, there's no other ultras in Sydney where you actually just are in the city running on the routes that you run like every day. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, Smitty, me. How's your um, training been going? Training is being going. Oh, before I get into, how's your ha- hamstring? By the way, like with that, it's fine. Uh, it, it, 
like probably the best it's been in a long time. Okay. But still shows up every now and then. Okay, um, so not crazy given because you've nah. obviously bumped up in volume. Yeah, and no, I think I got a oh I had like a little bit of an Achilles kind of niggly thing, probably from just having a rogue week of 167 kilometers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's settled. But it's not too bad, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, good, good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's happening with me? I haven't given... Last episode, didn't really give an update because it was not really uh, that running <laughs> focused. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you just took off on the episode, ripping in there, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just ripping in. Yeah. Um, but I was also at melbourne with uh with ian i did the 10k so was just coming back obviously from hamstring stuff but i think i'm really just on the tail end of it now like um i I think i've been super like super conservative to be honest but i think a lot of that's just fear of making it worse and having it linger but um yeah after the race it's been feeling good i was probably if anything, when volume goes down, I get a bit like, just get a bit lazy. Like you get out of the groove of it because mm-hmm. I pretty much only ran after the race on uh, Wednesday and then, then and Sunday. So, but um, in terms of the race, I can quickly. I'll try not to <laughs> go too much into it. But um, it was a good. Have you ever done? 10k there or i uh, know that was the first race i'd done i'd done outside of um uh, outside of the state of new south wales really oh okay so yeah it's first okay. time i traveled um somewhere for like big for a race so yeah okay cool so pretty much all my other races have been in sydney once did one up in um like the gosford region once um mm-hmm. recently too and yeah yeah okay okay um it was good it was it felt on the day it felt i don't know it felt hilly but it wasn't like the hills weren't too bad in Melbourne I felt it felt like there was up and down it was up and down um you you grilled me last time because I said the back end of the marathon was was hilly but um it's not like city to surf but when you're used to when you're used to Gore Hill on the bay run then um, I'm just I'm just defending myself here you know (laughs) um it was slightly undulating shall we say okay yeah but um did you find the ma- the marathon hilly or um it was like the first half was very like cruisy as we all know it's like pretty yeah. flat you go through like albert park you go through um um st kilda beach and all that and then you just it's very cruisy and then once you, once you hit like the tan that region then you start getting some real um you really do have to like um ba- battle battle it really like really like fight run like really tough to you when you get there because mm. it like it kicks up a bit and then you get um, you sweep down a bit and goes like this bit of like especially I think it was 36 to 37k especially that part yeah. mm-hmm. and especially when you're coming that deep into a marathon yeah. if you haven't yeah. healed that deep it gets it really s- takes the sting out of you and it could really just end a lot of people's races as a result mm-hmm. yeah like even if it isn't like it's not like um gradient like a city surf gradient or something anything like that but it's still like um enough to do some still damage. enough to do some yeah enough to do some damage yeah especially <laughs> that deep if it's early in the race then maybe not so but yeah, yeah when you have it situated deep then yeah it can definitely take a bit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, maybe it's maybe it's all in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if you're mar- running a marathon, I, maybe if you're running a marathon, I rescind my I rescind my previous review of the, of the 10k race. Um, you can you can always check the elevation if you'd like, but um, 
in my imagined state, it was sort of undulating. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like I, I, ended, I decided to, I thought I was going to not take it easy, but um, just not do a tempo. I don't know. I had those sort of ideas to just go out and have a bit of fun. But as soon as I started, like I just wanted <laughs> to, yeah. no, I just wanted to run it hard and, and see, see where my fitness was. So um, I went out. To, to whatever a 10k sh- should feel like i think i went out a bit like a bit quick probably like 325 pace um but just decided to just go on see how i feel like have enough experience to sort of well experience is one thing but maturity to slow down is another thing but um <clears throat> i did one case I did 1Ks the week before that were still okay, like at an okay pace. So it just felt like I could still give it a bit of a crack. Um, yeah, when you start like breathing really hard in a 10K, it gets pretty, gets pretty grim. And you can definitely feel when you're a little bit like deconditioned, mm. which is sort of, sort of how I felt. But like it was a good, if anything, it was a good mental test to just like have a really hard effort and keep, keep your head in it. Um, yep. but yeah, it was a good, it was good. It was a nice course. Like there was heaps of people. I think there was still like 12,000 people in the 10 K, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. yeah. Um, ended up running 34.55, which is a good benchmark to start building, building back up again. Yeah. There we go. That's solid. Yeah. 35, um, on the way. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was good. It was good. I was happy. Um, there was a lot of people clustered around 35. Like you yeah, can well, tell it's like its own milestone. Yeah. Definitely. And like I was down the, it's also awesome coming into the, um, MCG. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, there was like a big, like people were just gunning for it because it's like it's a pretty good barrier. Um, yeah. Me included, like I wanted to, I did want to dip under 35. Yeah. Mm. But um, following on from that, just really want to, obviously was at Delta as well with Dom, just did a good session and just want to start slowly building up and get get fit again. Maybe just focus on doing one session and build up like the, just the volume. Mm. But yeah, that's my update. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> So, we'll get into the main part of the interview. Um, should we... Melbourne Marathon. Yeah, tell us about the race. Tell us about the race. So, okay. Yeah, how was it? So, the race here. So, um, in terms of the like the race itself on race days in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I came into the race. Um, so, I flew in Saturday night, Sunday morning. was a race. Um, what I thought strategically... I knew I saw your um you you recently did Berlin there in yeah. like two thirty eight but then you went we went seventy four the first half and then, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah 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 similar to you last year with Melbourne two seventy four first half and then two thirty six I thought it's pretty much <laughs> almost like it's pretty much exactly, exactly the same yeah but then yeah. seventy four as you said seventy four minutes that is my half marathon PB so I said no nah, there's obviously I don't want to do seventy four minutes the first half no yeah. I was always um I th- I was always thinking first half will probably be around about seventy nine is what I was looking at yeah. yep. Um, um, I think yeah. Also, Soda, you, uh, last the previous episode, Soda did mention that I would be like just I'm basically going not going to be too swayed by what others are doing and so forth. So yeah, I was like I always wanted to like kind of run my own race. I wasn't sure what kind of packs I would be in at first or so, but then I like end up 
At first, the first 5K, we I found this very large pack of guys who were trying to go sub 240. We mm -hmm. got to it halfway in like, um, uh, to the first 5K in like 1839. So I was looking for every 5K split because I didn't have the auto lap. I did it the manual lap and just did it at every timing mat there. Mm -hmm. And like, so I saw 1839. So that's there, thereabouts, one about 1840, 1850 for each 5K split there. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly that group just took off for some reason. And I okay. suddenly saw they were going 3.30. I was like, what are you doing at a 3.30 pace? I'm, we're trying to go at about 3.45 pace. So I decided to stay back. And then a few other guys, I was able to latch on. There was a few other guys of us here. So it was like maybe about half a dozen of us um, behind the main sub-240 group. There was, I guess, let's say one group, maybe 20 or so runners. And then, and then maybe about mm, like a fair bit behind, maybe 30 seconds back. It was like... Um, like another group of us, maybe like about five, six or so. And then, uh, so I just found that tempo and then I felt that was about, that's there, thereabouts at 3.45 I was looking for. So you got 10, 15, 20, halfway was in 78.49. So it was where I wanted to be. So around about 79, as I said. So we got there, also, there were guys there, I kind of thought, I just want to like, maybe just tuck behind these guys actually, because I knew there was some exposed roads. Our park, there was a bit of exposed um, areas. St Kilda Beach was a bit open exposed, so there was going to be a bit of wind there. So I thought there was one, there was like a few guys there. One guy in particular, I managed to just, like stick behind for a little while. So any time he would like maneuver across, I'll I'll do the same and then try and stick on his slipstream for a bit. I did that for. Um, for a little while and then halfway and then gradually we wheeled ourselves back into that group of um, that big um, that large group there and then we just like kept cruising along for like up until maybe about 30k and then the group just started to splinter actually it just went um, started to blow like some people started going backwards some went ahead I managed to like find myself go a little bit ahead in that group which was um, so even though my pace didn't really increase that much I think from 30 to 35 my split was like um, so I got to um, like 30 35 it was like 18 27 or something like that so like just under like just on 18.30 for that split there. And then like, I think, so then, but then this is where like all the hills like started to kick in there. And then you almost like, the way you hit the wall and that. It was also where 36K, there was also, because we had personalized drinks as well. So mm. I like, I dropped a few drinks, um, like a few like bottles on um at the, at the station. So there's one at 11, one at 24. And then the last one was at 36. And it was like, I kind of like, it was like, it started to go up a bit like the elevation a little. And then there was also the last table stop. So I grabbed it. So I had to grab the last drink there. And then I guess like I sort of lost contact with a few people there. Had to sort of reset like the pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then like the pace did start to like drop drop a little bit. Like went from like, like mid 340s to like low 350s-ish, like 352 I think it was. And then like, and then at 38k, I felt this cramp on my like, um, mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, it was my right calf where I started to feel cramping. Oh, and then I, th I was thinking, I just thought to myself, just lock myself in, stand tall and you'll deliver. That's all I had to do. Just keep the cadence up and I'll still be able to um, hold on to this pace because it was very, it's really delicate. When you cramp in a marathon, if you go too far, you're going to blow up and then you could end up like, and your race is over, and then you either yeah. like just. Dom knows about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold to the finish if you can, as much as you can. But then I somehow like just held firm. I think there was a little bit of a downhill at thirty-eight k, which kind of helped um, ease off a bit of pressure, like in terms of like 
um, that cramp there. And then 40K was like, so 35 to 40K was like just over 19 minutes. That split was like 1905 or something. And 41, like, so it's still like a little bit slower than um, the um, that 181850 that I was looking for, but still it wasn't too much. We got the com- heels and yeah, you like got, when, yeah, yeah. You, especially when you compare to the previous marathons I've done. That is, we'll talk a bit more about that um, yeah. as we go. And then like in the finish line, it was like 41, 42. You're passing some of the other events as well because it was like some mm-hmm. of the other events were in there too. So you're passing those guys. Yeah. But then like I remember- Everyone three, always whinges about that. Yeah. How'd you find it? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I usually did. one of those guys who doesn't really whinge much about these courses <laughs> as much. Like I, I'm like, if it's- if it's flat, hilly, like if there's big packs or like sparse, um, like groups sparse or so, I'm, you kind of just, you, I guess at the end of the day, you sort of like sign up for this race. You have to like just play it to the, play it to the conditions as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, when I was approaching the finish line, I just felt this, another cramp was like just around my groin. Oh, I was no. like, shit, I was like 300 meters ago, I was like, oh shit, the, shit there's another one groin in there. I thought, Ah, screw it. It's 300 meters ago. I just went bang. Just try to dash for the line, and then there we go. We're 238.45. That was a nine and a half minute PB. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's Jeez. huge. No, so no, you no. didn't, you didn't, um, you didn't like you didn't really slow down too much. And the big thing I noticed was a when you probably had you you could have had other ideas about the race. You sort yeah. of just stuck to your plan. So what what did you um? Were you just gonna lock into that no matter what, or did you get tempted? Did you get tempted at all to go another way? Um, as in accelerate or so. Yeah. Um, I thought if I had the legs, maybe I could have like accelerated even more later down the track if if it was if it was possible. But obviously, yeah. like I knew, like I still wanted to try and lock in as much as I could because um, I knew like sometimes when when the going gets tough, like the best way I can. Um, manage it is to try and lock myself in is the best way just to manage um whatever else is happening to me yeah and then yeah and then they'll get me through okay mm. and what about um <clears throat> what about nutrition in yeah what did you yeah, what we oh uh, yeah drinks out okay so gels i was using uh spring energy gels so i had had five gels on me i actually also had um the cliff the cliff block as well so that like the block the lolly cube things as well so i had five spring energy gels and one cliff block so that's the cliff blocks about two gels equivalent so that's seven gels there and then uh drinks i was using uh niq niq was the drink um mix i was using so that, that was like pre that used to be the smh harvin city surf um um uh, drink for a little while but then they've uh changed to another supplier now but i've i've been using that for a little for last couple like maybe a year and a half or so I've been using that one as my main like um, electrolyte um, source mm. so I'd like just put three like actually I had one on me at the start and then three on the table so that's f- uh, four drinks there occasionally I did still like take the take um, the other race um, drinks though like you you had like the Gatorade in the water like just to try and like um, because I don't think you can like um, like almost like I don't think you can really overload in the marathon in a way like like I try and take up as much nutrition electrolytes possible because you kind of think you don't know what's happening. If once you've once you've blown up, then you've blown yeah. up and you there's no way back really. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. trying to like prepare for it earlier rather than wait till it's later down the track. Because I know people like I know some people like to use like their cramp fixes and so forth, but I because I can't really do vin- I can't really take consume vinegar. So it's like there's definitely there's a definite out of 
off the table for me. What, what are the cram fix? Cram fix is like so this really like pickle juice. And yeah, it's like kind of like a sour, very like strong version of pickle juice or so. Yeah, it's like vinegary and like I can't even have, can't even eat. It's been embarrassing. I can't even eat salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, would people also use like salt tablets as well? Um, yeah, like yeah. um, yeah, salt tablets. I probably thought about salt tablets. I did take um salt tablets to me down, but I didn't carry it on me. Actually, I might have taken, maybe, did I? I can't even remember. I might have taken one just before, like, I left the hotel, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, I might have left it just before the hotel, so I just had that in me, rather. But it didn't actually um, carry any on me during the race, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Dom, you had cramps mm. in your marathon. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I think that was just a result of, like, going out too hard, though. Okay. And, um... In the past, that's like the only time that I've had cramps is when I've gone out too hard or yeah, um, I've been pushing myself too hard for that period of time. Like even if it's a 100k race, you can still go out too hard and get cramps, even if it's not like marathon pace. Yeah, because I had a we had a um, friend Hayden who ran Melbourne as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of had issues but, with cramps. Yeah. I think cramps is just like a bit of a grey area still. Like that's no why, like exactly. you said, it came sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and he was feeling like pretty pretty decent mm. um so yeah um was it difficult um like finding your bottles and stuff on the table um it was a little bit i kind of like i guess you kind of know what it looks like obviously because mm. my floor the floor is like um like lemon lime yellow so i kind of knew what it like it had like just mine was just this, um but they also had it like grouped it as per table number they had like the table number, table one, two, three, four, five, six, and so forth. I was table seventeen, so I knew had to reach that that table to get my bottle. So yeah. the sample size wasn't that big. It was still okay. maybe about a dozen or maybe oh, fifteen right. or bottles over there. Yeah, I think once on the second bottle, I accidentally knocked off someone oh, else's no. bottle <laughs> off, the, off there. Hopefully, the volunteer was hopefully one of the volunteers was able to yeah. pick it back I'm up. Sure they would have, yeah. I'm sure they did. But yeah, I did accidentally. I'll just move it a bit closer. Yeah. Sorry, man. Because yeah, because I did accidentally um uh like knock one off at the 24k mark there, and so it was kind of right in the moment there, and then yeah, but overall yeah, we the bottles weren't too hard to find. Thankfully, I was worried for a moment that it would be difficult because mm. I kind of because I kind of hate like stopping during trying to stop and then reset the momentum and all that. This yeah. because when you do stop especially in these longer runs here you, the momentum uh, you lose the momentum and then you have to start again yeah. in a way so it's like one of those things I was a little bit concerned about but fortunately for most part that was not as much of an issue even though the, the last bottle was a bit harder when you've more or less just hit the wall and you've just um mm. just hit the wall on a hill so yeah 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 what so what was hitting the wall like you obviously didn't because like you didn't slow down yeah too much it wasn't um, it was just like a like it felt like a little bit like of a twinge like more than anything it was like more tw- twingy okay i've um i don't think like it was slightly the cramping was like it wasn't like like um excruciating fortunately it was there was no excruciating cramps this time around mm. but yeah it was like I, it was kind of like you, a bit of awareness i'd say is the way you can um say it but it wasn't it was like manageable but you also know you're kind of in a delicate position so like i knew it was just going to be just lock your just lock your like self in not try and not like i guess maneuver too like too hard like in terms of like your, your arms and so forth and that and then like um, I've always been I've kind of like 
just keeping the cadence up was one of the things that I've I've had I've like learned to like improve like over the last maybe five or so years. It's like it's really like cadence has been one of the key think key parts of um of me as a runner that is so yeah it's like trying to keep the cans up and then like try and stand like stand compact and tall and yeah yeah oh good um yeah overall it was probably one of the better like best races i've seen pacing wise like yeah so it's like 70 so 78 49 first half 79 56 second half so it's only a minute difference between the two halves there so it's like and especially when the second half's hilly so it's like so if you take away the hill it's like almost almost dead even really yeah so yeah yeah. did you know anyone out on course like that was with you um oh um like that was on me no i didn't really um know anyone like there There was like all these other guys mostly like local i guess they're mostly locals and that as well so yeah yeah i didn't um like run with anyone that i knew um during the race so yeah yeah okay all right well Mm. um let's talk about the build um so when did you uh how long did you build for this particular race and yeah maybe just run us through the general structure and stuff like that all right um okay so this was an 18 week training block this one i I started 18 18, yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so most of the weeks were around about the um like 120 130k mark was the was the uh, most part of it yep so the first half of the block was just trying to rebuild the aerobic capacity so i guess like and also just trying to like enjoy like trying to enjoy running as much as i could as well like because I guess like in the previous build was um, previous build was the SMH half runaway training block that one yeah that was definitely really like that was one of the tougher blocks there because that was like a um, because I was after like um, like I was like after a particular time and then I like for, it was like it dates back to several years back actually many years back this is with the half yeah like with the half yeah. the runaway so SMH half was known as so. Um, that one was in, so managed to get through that one there. Had well, a bit of a vendetta with that race, have you? Sort of, yeah. We can. I think we'll talk about it a little later, <laughs> yeah. little bit, yeah. Yeah. So what? Uh, with that, the marathon itself, it was an eighteen-week training block. First, like I wanted to, I promised myself just to try and enjoy it as much the process more than anything. Yeah. First half was just about rebuilding the um, aerobic capacity, getting the mileage back up, because I guess weeks after that race there, I'd like had a bit of this like bit of like hip soreness for a few weeks so mileage dropped from like dropped to like 50k's for a couple of weeks and then it just gradually get it back up to about 100 124 for that and then like but then there's like um sessions what i was doing in the week usually monday would normally be like recovery run you do tuesday monday tuesday is generally recovery run wednesday i'd do like um Wednesday or Thursday, one or the other, I'd, I'll do a session um, some, of some sort. Like I do, I had done a few like f- few different squads there. So like I had done a couple with like Pace Athletic, Roselle was one of them. The other one, the other one was King's Cross on uh, Track Club on Thursday as well. So there's, those sessions I sort of alternated for a little while. Even though I was doing, I was doing King's Cross uh, more, um, more frequently. 
um and then there's also like this other like a few of these other like few of my other mates like you know you guys probably know steven and then like yeah. a few uh, aaron was in this as well bit um and a few others like they were all targeting sydney marathon and they like kind of say it's marathon season like they were doing sit I, they were training for sydney i was training for melbourne and yeah, yeah. i was like this is where i kind of did my midweek long run there so we'd like meet up at um the cold like the marina square um shopping center in like um in roads and then we just like go around like meadow bank roads park run and all like nice. all that regions for um a little bit like i just um, at first it was just like maybe about 15k for the first little while and then gradually during the block I made it into a proper midweek long run so like 23 25k and then yeah. you have Thursday Friday Friday would be again be an easy day I would get a little bit more time because I finished work earlier on Friday so it was like had so it was good nice to have do a run in daylight during that time of the year yeah. because like when um, during most of my days I was like it was like I'll do like some doubles like for for 45 quarter to five in the morning it's mm. pitch black there and i have to get to work by 7 30 and, and it's an hour drive so it's like so you do an hour shower breakfast and then head to head to work so and then get back to work from work it's like pitch black again so if i were to double it's like dark in the morning dark in the night mm. so like having like um doing like a friday um like friday in the arvo it's always nice just having a bit of um daylight which is which now we've got daylight at um, this time of the day, which is good now. So yeah, yeah. And then Saturday would usually be for me. It's usually park run for me. So um, you know, as you guys know, I'm usually at uh, the one in St Peter's is my is that's the one your I park run. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. I'm normally at. <laughs> so yeah, for the first um, half of the block, when I was still building aerobic capacity, I was just still trying to gun gun it actually, like full full gun it because I thought um close to PB shape. I feel like I feel I can s- slice it down a bit. Um, it took a little while to like kind of like swing and a miss, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. It's like <laughs> I thought um, my PB there's sixteen twenty five. I feel like I should be running like quicker than that. I had done sixteen flat on the track earlier in the year, so I thought it should the gap should they should bridge the gap across a bit. So and then I was still running like sixteen thirty, sixteen forty. I even had got beaten by a thirteen year old. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's some pretty quick thirteen year olds. Yeah, there, I know. Yeah. So I was like because I started running at thirteen. Um, so yes. Yeah, so, so yeah that was when i was like started running and then someone um else was um doing was um already going on the 17 at, th- at 13 already i was like Jeez. oh god so <laughs> i even had been beaten by by um a 13 year old at one stage but and then i remember the week before city surf i finally just it finally just stuck and then i was just like it just felt like it was one of those clutch moments where you just got like 16 19 six seconds off it was like there was this clutch the clutch pb and i was like yes we've got we've got that there so actually before we did that we had a couple of tune-up races as well during throughout the uh, Mel- melbourne marathon build the first one main one was uh festival of feet in george's river this was in a couple of weeks into the training block so this one i won i won it last year in 2022 so i wanted to go i did want to go back to back it's another half marathon event I was I was tempted about the course record at the time, but then I thought seven weeks after the SMH half, I was like, it's going to be a bit of a um, a bit of a stretch to like try and go for the record because like at the time like the 
course record was like 75.13 and my PB at the time was 74.57 so it was like 16 seconds yeah so like I was like at first I thought maybe I can go for it but then when I thought um, it's probably a bridge too far just just safely get the back to back so it was like 76.51 was the time for that so nice. that was so solid because it it, it's three like hilly course as well mm-hmm. so it's like three laps worth of hills um, so set three time by 7k and then yeah so that was the first um, tune up race in um, City Surf, which is bang on the halfway point of, um, is like bang on the halfway point of the training block. So that is like um, nine weeks down, nine weeks to go. So I guess I came in the City Surf thinking, um, thinking is like, I'm just like, I want to like still run it, run it harder, as hard as I can, but not like, f- I don't think f- fully emptying the tank because I knew I had some, had some like some real serious work ahead of me yeah. but I knew I wanted to put, make a big effort on Heartbreak Hill especially yeah which we so found thought, out yeah. Yeah. yeah so like I got I remember just cruising through the first like maybe 6k the 6k like maybe around 325 pace or something like that and then I like I then I see the map for the for the Heartbreak Hill start of Heartbreak Hill map I was like whoop whoosh we, here we go and then let's go I just you just kept, went head down just just went all balls to the wall balls to the wall yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, yeah like just go up and then like, were you just dropping people like, yeah I was like <laughs> passing a lot of people um, up to the top it was like I think it was 30 people I mean end up passing um, on Heartbreak Hill there. so I was like <laughs> 30 people I went, so I went from like 80 odd to like 50 odd in the position wise <laughs> so yeah <laughs> And then like that's like quality runners as well. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. How yeah. cooked were you when you got up the top? I still, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say fully cooked because I knew I still because I knew I was just wanted to go like it was kind of like still got to like run like the tempo I was after like afterwards. It was like okay. still up and down a bit. I remember I I managed to, I caught Eloise Wellings at nine k. I remembered and then I passed <laughs> I passed Eloise as well. <laughs> and then I remembered just before the downhill because I knew downhill isn't really my like big strength. Um, is not really my like strength that is like i'm um, more the up the other way mm. i mean like chris gat who i like um who i did pass on the hill he like just he just <laughs> like you wave um, at him Hello, chris. like um, and then he like um and then he just um like i found and then he just uh, got back onto me um just before the down and yeah. then it was just i was had to try and hang on to hang oh, on yeah. to the back of him really on the downhill so. he said he saw you just absolutely charging <laughs> like yeah, just, yeah, it was geez. just like yeah uh, yeah i know yeah because like <laughs> I remember just like, and then on the way down, I was, was just trying to hang on to hang on to the back of him for, for that. And then I think like Ainsley Van Graan, like also mm. like um, came in like so, so the second female there. So you had like three women, and like the first w- winner was Neve Allen, and then you're Ainsley Van Graan and Eloise Welling. So it was like, so it was like I had passed Eloise. So you, it's like I guess you get a bit starstruck when you're running beside a two-time Olympian as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like like you, someone like that kind of caliber, and you're thinking, how am I running next to a two-time Olympian here (laughs) so and then yeah then you get um, and then like trying to go downhill like I know because I knew a lot of like stronger a lot of people would be like relative like guys with similar say similar PBs to me they're going to be a lot stronger downhill from what I from what I observe they would like just they can really race down pretty quick. I know you're you race down quite a bit on downhill pretty quick, I believe. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But especially yeah. around Centennial down that big hill when we're on a long run. Do you remember that? Yeah, we're almost always anyway. I almost <laughs> always fall over there, and you can keep. Your, oh yeah, that one. You can keep your balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queens Park. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Queens Park. Yeah, I remember. There's like that's there's a bit of a steep incline on Queens Park, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. 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 
Anyway, sorry. So yeah, and then just going down and then um, I I thought I would have I would have kind of liked to have done um like on under forty eight. I did get forty eight oh one, but then I had an elite bib, so then they had the so my timing chip actually went off at the gun rather than at the mat. So it was like sort of like I guess with the elite bibs they go off earlier than like a preferred start. So mm-hmm. do they not follow the the mat? Like yeah, like the elite start is just off the off the gun really. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, right. they just do it off oh. the gun and they're straight out. So it's I think this is why Harry Summers like a few years back like yeah he didn't get the um record. he technically got the record but didn't wasn't officially given the record because of that the chip thing, the mm. the chip thing. So yeah, is that is that like normal well, or is that that just I'm not sure, like, it's just I've yeah yeah I think it'd be like. Berlin Marathon Like the if, elites Yeah the If elites, they start like, the gun yeah. And then there's a timing mat yeah. Further down or whatever Then um, They'll just go off the gun time They won't take the mat time Yeah like for the elites They right, go okay. Like because I had I managed to get an elite bib Off the sun run time I got I like managed to get An elite bib there Because it was only like Sub 34 um, For a 10k To get um, an elite bib Was it cool getting an elite bib? Yeah it was, it was <laughs> nice to get one Like an elite bib Like it's almost going from Like Um because all these years I was like running with like uh, UNSW society. So it's kind of going from big fish in small pond to small fish in big pond. So it's like you get, you go from that to one, from one, like one pool of people to another. And then you like going up against all these other like bigger names. You've got like, um, uh, like international, like national, international rep- representatives and all that. And all that um, from uh, when you are in like a seated start there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, and then after that race. So yeah, this is where um, we started the famous um, big bad, big bad SLR workouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. This is where. <laughs> where I did you get that? This just come out inspiration. I actually started. Out of I was actually, I actually did one version edition of Big Bad Sunday Long Run workout last year's Sydney Marathon build. But then I needed. But I think after last year when I did two forty eight. Because I did cramp up a fair bit towards the end, and my pace did drop off a fair bit. I was going from three fifty fives to four twenties in the last in the last five or so k. So I was like, um, so like you see the gap, you see how the gaps have gone. So let's say, so this would be my this was my fourth marathon like I've done. The first one I did was back in twenty nineteen. That was um in like so the previous three were Sydney. So first one's twenty nineteen in Sydney. Went three oh three um yep. thirty one. So I was trying to go sub three and then I got to halfway in like eighty like eighty eight or something like that. And then I like last three K went from like four twenty to five twenty. I was like really just shuffling the last couple of K. So I was basically going from like marathon race pace to like recovery like easy recovery run pace mm. because i couldn't i just lost couldn't drive my legs at all that's humbling isn't yeah, it yeah i know it's like i think <laughs> that so was tough. yeah that was coming off like a like 60 70k week training blocks as well and that was one thing and then last year was like um 248 off like a 110k week so i was like um but then i realized that i think most of my long runs were like I got all my long runs up in distance, but then I wasn't doing a lot of like pure like uh, goal paced, um, not as much goal paced um, stuff. This is there. for the 248, 248 block, block yeah. yeah. So that was like, so I was like, I remember, um, I remember like, I think I did. So there's one big bad um, Sunday long run workout there, and that was like it was just a seven, it was a seven by two mile with a 1k, um, 1k jog recovery, but that was the only one like I properly did like. I did, I did like a few others, like 
I did like a 35k in like in shocking weather with some of the other like um, boys like Soda, Steven, uh, I think I think Aaron was I think Aaron was there as well. It's a bit, of, been, yeah. bit of character few building. A few others like and it was like the last 10k was like I, I, I wanted to do like those guys started a little bit later so I did 10k already and then, and then we hopped they all hopped in and it was like 25k in you know, the last 10k I wanted to add um, gold pace but then these ones here like almost like not um like not in the same kind of like um like caliber as what i was doing this time around it's like i wanted like bigger chunks in in this goal in this kind of goal pace zone yeah so i guess sort of like like i know you guys had uh, matt go earlier this um like like a few months ago as well where he did like uh, like this spicy sunday long run series yeah so this i guess it was a little bit of like inspiration one is i need to do a, a block of like really focused um marathon long running for like a block there so he did like think four four like spicy huge like spicy series yeah he called them he called them like the spicy yeah long run, that I was think spicy it was. yeah so i was like i've had this like big bad series so first one was like again another that's that seven by two mile with a 1k um 1k drug recovery was the first one then the next week um the second um um of it was like a three by seven k um so that was at goal pace and i just i was like bay run and the recovery was like a two and a half k of like the greenway park run tail the greenway park run section there and then i'll afterwards i'll do like a three by five um 500 meters at quick slightly quicker than goal pace so it's just for to try and um see if we can get the legs to accelerate a bit um in the back half so it's like you had a 36k at 405 35k like for the like 405 pace average when you average out the when you have the goal pace which is like 345 and your off pace which is more about 430 440 something like that and then it's like so you get like 35 36k about 440 405 pace or so for a long run and then the week after was um the week after that was uh sydney half so that's this is where my current um half marathon pb was so like i guess i thought like i wasn't sure whether i was going to play it safe or like go um go hard or or not at the time um i thought i was going to go maybe maybe i'll just like play it safe just jo- like roll through it in maybe 78 79 minutes but then i thought yeah like this is like known to be a fairly like quick field you'd have some really quick guys there you can you i could get a pb here even at like without going 100 percent balls to the wall i thought like i think even like i still i'm an and then the day before i'd like just tempo like i just did a like park run tempo eight, an 18 minute tempo and then and then i suddenly get a comment like after saying 74 minutes come on i was like okay <laughs> fine i was, I was like <laughs> who from arthur, arthur yeah, 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 I was yeah arthur yeah. who wrote that and then yeah i thought okay yeah let's let's just let's just see if we can run about 74 minutes and it turned out to be about right about 90 about a 90 percent um tempo effort i think it was i would i would say it was and then took off sliced off another 27 seconds off the pb so 74 30 so that was the third week in that kind of phase and then and then splits consistent all the way through um i think it was maybe slightly a slight like a slight slowing towards the back end i think it was like very very slightly so like most because it was like average pace um maybe tangentially i probably could have done a little bit better tangentially i think because i got like 21.4 i think some of the curves i could have like um like sort mm-hmm. of like cut 
cut the like le- lines, legally yeah. cut the legally cut corners a bit, bit better I think mm. so that might have been a few seconds here or there but I think because I was about around about a three thirty pace um it's there thereabouts the last couple k maybe like three thirty twos I think on average the last few k and then like so that was that one then so by then it was um I think was it uh six was it. No, uh, five. I think five weeks, six weeks to go at that point. So then five weeks to go from the race, it was, um, this was a 25, I went to Parramatta Park. I started with a 9K warm up and it went 25Ks at goal pace. It was like just around eight laps of Parramatta Park. And you had Paramount Park. There's like this hill at the at the entrance of it. Yeah. So I thought this would simulate that hill at 36k in Melbourne. So like, it was like getting it was like it was tougher to go each time. But then I was still like holding the pace for that. So it was like 25k for like 94 minutes or so. So it was like, um, so it was like pretty much just under the Golf 240 there. So um, and like I was doing laps and that I had like my bottles like the bottles on top of my car I think so sometimes you just kind of almost like crashing the like your body slam into the car and just like pick the bottle up and then <laughs> he's like and then keep going again yeah, yeah so maybe that might have prepped me for the bottle the bottle uh, things Actually, the bottle yeah. at the no stopping there yeah yeah, yeah I always get like, lazy in the long run well not lazy but like you don't always practice yeah. properly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I usually just stop and have a drink. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like people who know me though, like even you see some of Soda's videos. I have like, I usually run with a bottle uh, myself. Yeah. I always, always want to do a, like a long run, long runs. I always wanted to have a bottle because I, I'm not a fan of like uh, big stops in the long run because it's just, mm-hmm. it's more as I said previously, momentum reasons as well. Mm. I know I get a bit fickle with like a bit pedantic with elapsed time and that, that's kind of just a bit, bit of me like being that bit picky at sometimes and that, um, uh, yeah, so that's, so that was, um, episode three of big bad there. And then, <laughs> um, the next one was actually Sydney marathon. So, um, that's orig- right. Yeah. So originally, like I, I, when I did Sydney last year, I was thinking um, I was I was already thinking I wanted to go to Melbourne for the race because I thought uh, I finished by the MCG. I want to see the Statue of Warney as well, and then yeah, I was like I want to go to. So I'm going to go down to Melbourne, and then I saw Sydney. Like they said, they're going to become a major forty two dollars mm. for a ticket, <laughs> and then I saw Sold. four weeks. Four. It was because it was like normally Sydney and Melbourne are two weeks apart. But then this time around it was four weeks apart. So I thought, okay, maybe let's, maybe I might do this. I just whacked it on Instagram saying, should I do this or not? And then overwhelming <laughs> yes vote there. Well, yeah, over, that's always going to. That was an overwhelming yes vote. So I thought, yep, sold four weeks. It's just outside my taper period as well. So done. I'm going to do that probably as some kind of Sunday long run. And then when I got to Sydney Marathon, I just thought it's going to be, I'm just going to take this as a progressive long run. So start it nice and easy. So like first 5K was like um, 24 minutes. So it was like 320, um, about 320 marathon pace. And then it gradually goes up like uh, 22 minutes, 21 minutes, 2019. Um, like just each 5K speed just creeps up. Yeah, or yeah. So. Yeah. so you get like, you pass people's wall and that. Like, so it's like sort of like, in a way it's fun, but some people might think I'm, I guess, sorry about that. Some people might have done a bit dirty, like just doing it that way. <laughs> just like passing people. It's like sort of That's like... Right. Just nailing your marathon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I know. Everyone it's else just like passing, just yeah, passing, just the, like passing the marathon. Like inspiration. People, yeah. <laughs> just like going like from 24 and then, and then like I remember 30Ks, like um, 
So I got to halfway, like 94 minutes. So that would have been a 308. Take, it would have been like 308. And then I was just like going into Centennial. And then I got to got to 30K. And I was almost or suddenly like on track to go about three hours. And then like, and then 35K. And then um, and then 35 to 40 was like 18.30 for that, for that section. And that was with Mrs. McQuarrie's chair with the hill there. And then like I remember um, going there like... Um, I remember seeing my other mate uh, Daniel Balliot I think he said something about like you'll crush this hill or something like that I think I heard I heard something like that and then Mrs McCrory's chair just went just went across up and across and then 40, the 40k mark there and then um, and then just like um, cruised down and then it was like somehow 255 as a as just a long run there I thought I was originally when I got to the start line I was thinking yeah it's probably going to be about 310 I think but then they're not being 255 for that that long run there so it was just a pure pure progressive and then one of my other friends who went to 58 he's like said i said to him the day before when i saw him at the expo um don't make me pass you and then i <laughs> and then passed i him. passed him and then said oh, i did me dirty i was like oh sorry man but you still did well because you passed yeah, passing great. guys who were like sub free some who weren't guys who weren't even blowing up or still like passing because they were going like 415 now it's going like 340 it's like mm, yeah it's like at, at that phase i remember i remember i saw like the story like like matt put this story up and then i didn't realize it at the time and then i had another listen and then i heard him say ian will be so pissed with this and he, he didn't realize it was i was just doing this as a long one he, for, he forgot that i was i was, wasn't targeting this one as the a race who uh, who um who thought that that was this was matt matt gore uh, like he was oh, like he was filming, oh, yeah, he was filming yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. on um on course he was filming a lot of people there like yeah. all your deltas your soda as well and then um a few others and then I, and then I suddenly I listened back to it and then I heard I actually I heard uh, Ian will be so pissed with this he didn't realize it because at that time I'd heard I was only just ahead of the three hour group yeah I think so. We- I think someone probably corrected him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I just checked if, if that was what he actually said. And I was like, oh, sorry. I thought uh, thought you didn't forgot that you weren't going um, all out on this one here. And then, yeah. yeah. How then, did you feel towards the end of the run? Like, were you I was really pretty, pretty good? Pretty fresh, actually, on this one here, which was, um, which is a rarity for a marathon. You don't um, come into a marathon, finish a marathon and feel fresh, which is rare. So, yeah, I think that speaks to your like the the volume and yeah, because the, the week earlier was my mm-hmm. longest um, week of the training block, hundred and forty point eight. That was the that was the biggest week I had um, in terms of the um, like training block that was, and then even that week was still one hundred and thirty. And then the week after it was like the week after I did like um, I just did uh, like a thirty two k to two hours at goal pace. Um, it's twenty miles exactly two hours worth of it. And then, yeah, so 32K, and then that was pretty much now, and then it was time to just taper then. So, yeah, and then three weeks to taper, and then we went to the race. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the all the weeks, like, pretty much from the start of the block yep. were pretty high in terms of mileage. Like, you um, kept it quite consistent. Yeah, right? I think overall, yeah, it was pretty consistent. It's like, started to build it back a bit first, like, because I started off with, like, not as much for a little while, like, going for 50, then getting back to first get back to the 100 and going 114 120 odd and then like holding around that 120 134 um um for pretty much the um pretty much for the rest of the block it was just like the intensity started to increase after the second half like 
I guess actually intensity like changed, shifted in a way. Because the first half, I was like more intensity. I thought oh, I've still got a, still got a bit of five k window here. Let's still still give it a go. So it was like kind of more of the fast the fast switch stuff for a bit. And then um, after the halfway point, when I like basically shut the five k window down, and then it's just um, and then yeah, um, when you shut the five k window down, it's like the intensity is more focused to the longer stuff. So I'd go to so I'll, I'll go to a tr- like a King's Cross track, and then I'd like say I'll want to normally if i were to target a 5k i'll be trying to go maybe three tens or something but then i was like sort of like in conservation mode in a way like maybe drop it to maybe at 320 or so for the for the workout Hmm. and then like um so it's like you kind of almost like shift um shift your like the fast twitch slow twitch stuff from one from one end to the other yeah when you um because um where you focus where you're focusing on Hmm. but then like I guess um, overall the mileage was still um, was still pretty much the same. So yeah, and and so in terms of this block, yep. What are you doing? Creating all the sessions yourself? Like, um, this, is this your? You're not being coached? By yeah, I'm not right? actually. Yeah, because I'm not actually coached myself. Like, I guess like with the, like the King's Cross sessions, if I go to all pace athletic sessions, I'll like do whatever session they do. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I might modify it to like suit what I've like do to so say I do like a float a float recovery. Sometimes um, I'll do during it's during the session instead of like just taking the stationary rest at times. But then, like yeah, um like um well, Sunday long run workouts were just like kind of bit of like there's a few inspirations I guess like hearing like I guess some of the other podcasts like you guys like inside running as well was a, was another big one I like hear a bit and then like I guess like sort of I guess part of it was a bit of intuition like from previous years of training mm. how this um how it should work as well like what I should what I kind of need to do like and um put um put this kind of like put like as much more like um harder like volume in within the long runs more when i got to that phase but then of course you have to like focus on your recovery as well because doing those weeks on end you still have to like do you you have to do your easy runs you can't just do like you can't just do like um like a heavy long run and then like go for another heavy session every park run heavy like all these like hard runs all together yeah you still have to like put in throw in your like easy runs so like um so you like a pace say, say like a 5 25 30 pace easy run for like maybe 45 minutes to an hour I'd, I'd often do like a few of those a week so um so yeah so you'd say at least i'd say at least half the mileage would be um like pure easy and then um, what's e- like um what do you focus on for easy is it just you're not like keeping in a particular pace or anything not really it's just on it's just on feel because i i guess like i try to like on the easy runs just turn off the auto lap at that point Mm. maybe just like keep it on the heart rate screen as well so i kind of don't know the distance and time as well like the heart rate would is really generally about very similar like 130 140 on the easy run anyway so it's Mm -hmm. like so i kind of know where it's going to be but wrist heart rate yeah i'm just using a wrist heart rate for now yeah. yeah yeah but um like it's it's like consistent so like i feel like if it's like if it's consistent then i can just like stick with that use that kind of measure there yeah and then um it's just like just take those ones like just easy like just sometimes just cruise along with like your with like the podcasts on like you'd hear like you'd see on strava you would say to irp to wtc to crc to the imperfects like you got there's mainly four four podcasts i'd rotate between during these 
um, during these ones. So yeah. What's um, CRC? Uh, so IRP is obviously inside running, yeah. inside running. WTC is you guys, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yep. TRC is um, the running channel, so the oh, running right. channel okay. podcast. And then you also have the imperfect. So we've got four, um, four like mainly f- uh, four, uh, four podcasts, three of them running. One is not really running late. The imperfects, yeah. what's that one? Uh, that's like just, um, so there's this like guy, Hugh Van Kallenberg, like uh, more like guys talk about like vulnerability and like mental health, uh, mental and, health and that yeah right okay. I did recently I uh, guess sometimes you have now Soda's got WRP Wave Running Podcast as well <laughs> yeah. so I have to yeah. make sure Number five. I have to make sure I mention that otherwise he might um, <laughs> <laughs> he might uh, have a go at me so, I guess it's a bit of a reminder he needs to put another episode up so yep so there hasn't been one for a little while so it's a lot of work putting doing the YouTube and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah so yeah so you'd have um those like so just rotate between these podcasts um during like mostly the easy ones yeah. and that and then yeah so so it's like two yeah so it's you'd have two long runs so one one the main sunday long run so your 35k your midweek one which is like your 23 25 with the other the other boys in, at roads in there and we'll just go to Coles and just buy this quick quick sale there i have seen that yeah, 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 yeah. there's some dirt cheap discounts there <laughs> you normally i normally see photos with just this big spread of yeah i know yeah things. like um the other day i missed out last week they bought 97 cent oak two liter oak milk <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that's his dream if you you could you love oak milk oak milk don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah yeah it's great yeah, yeah. so it's like like dirt cheap like um i mean we bought like um kangaroo sausages for like two bucks when it was eight dollars it was like 75 percent off i was like yep done done um yes a lot of it's you just get get it at the time they just put the labels on and then cash in on all the cakes and the cakes and um sausage rolls and sausage rolls and um meat pies and so forth so it's like yeah (laughs) Yeah. that was basically the the spread there so i will be um joining them tomorrow um evening for hopefully in another one of them and I guess a bit, un- bit of unwinding from because last week um, when they were doing that, Aaron decides to call me during their run. <laughs> like, I was like on the train back from uh, the city to the hotel, and Aaron calls. Aaron calls me saying, um, "Aaron calls me um, because saying I'm missing out on all this stuff." And then yeah, this <laughs> is like yeah, they like video call over the over the, um there like um while they were running. It's like yep, okay. Um, yeah, the, we're going a bit off the topic now. So yeah, <laughs> you know the, this is the podcast. For yeah, that. Overall, so, yeah, <laughs> overall the training block was like so you had two long runs. You had um once like speed one speed session. Um, a park run generally like first half it was like more all out. Then the second half was more like uh, tempo efforts, and then and then pretty much everything else is just recovery for like so I guess it's more the the workload's more like heavy based on the second half of the week so from the weekend like so say Thursday Wednesday Thursday onwards and then Mm. like the from Monday to Wednesday like the first half of the week's like all like easy it's just easy running completely Mm. just so it's like that's how like I've structured it so once one half is just easy then the other hard half you do the you do the hard yards so yeah yeah it's not a bad way to do it yeah that make that yeah I think it was just more because how my work schedule um, plans out too so mm. i'm like uh like 7 30 to 4 is my 4 4 30 on monday to thursday and then 2 30 on fridays is when i finish so um so right. yeah i get so it's like i played also with my own schedule because everyone has their own like schedule too to like play around with so you've yes. got to also play with that because you can't just like 
um, just think for the sake of getting this running, you need to do it at this um, this or that time or so forth. You gotta um, you gotta play with your own schedule too to yeah. make sure it works with you. Mm, yeah. Definitely, sure. And um, that's pretty good insight into the marathon. But um, how did you like start running? Like yeah, yeah, we have yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, the humble beginnings, hey. So <laughs> thirteen, um, we know now. Yeah, so I started in high school. So like, so I was from Sydney boys. So like, you, you guys are obviously very familiar with the AA GPS system, as you boys are from Riverview. So yes, yeah, yep. Um, so it's like um, the AA GPS. You have like the summer sport, the winter sport, and that. I was like playing a bit of cricket in in summer. I was not too great at it. Oh, let's face it. Oh, really? had a batting average <laughs> had a batting average of five. At least it's doubled the infamous Kiwi Quick Chris Martin. But yeah, it was not wasn't that great. But I bought a few leg spinners and got whacked around for the first few years, and then and then suddenly um we found some better catches and got a lot of wickets in the last couple. Including my last match, uh, my second last match, I got five on your your home turf actually, at, <laughs> oh, so yeah. at, um, at one of yours, um, one of your St. Ignatius um, turf um, pitches. I managed to get a f- five for in my second last game. Oh wow! And so yeah, so it was like, I guess the well, retire on a high. Yeah. Uh, back leg to spinner. the yeah leg spinner. Yeah, yeah. Right. nowhere near nowhere near the res what the late SKW did, but yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a fair bit of fun there, bit of fun there. But then winter was always. Winter, like, originally wasn't, didn't really have much of a sport, but ended up going cross-country in the end. Um, so, um, for the first few, so, like, I was, like, doing okay during the cross-country, like, um, scene there. Like, in my high, during, in my, like, school, like, division, we, we didn't really place very highly for the first couple of years, actually. Like, I, um, so, my, I guess my first, like, main, like, um, like, role model would be uh, Stephen. So, Stephen's actually the year above me, so... He, so he's right. class of 2014. I'm class of 2015. So he he was like always one of like the role models I've always like looked up to from the so beginning. You've known him since back then. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Man. He's 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 been one of the guys I've known since since the beginning of my running journey. That is so, yeah. So, um, so did he start back then? Uh, yeah. So he so he started from the beginning. Like obviously he's a, he's like um a year above me. So he finished the year um before me as well. So he's and, doing cross country. Yeah, cross country. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cross yeah. country. There. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, um, I was like for the first like like for in my division, I was we were, we were dominated by a fellow called from Shaw called Ed Goddard actually. <laughs> so he was the one who was usually winning all the races in my in my time. That makes mm. sort of sense. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So that he was, but then like in terms of this is kind of where I got like modelled how I ran as well because we were running up Mount Steel was like a big was a big part of our training program. Yeah, it's steep. Yeah, it's it is steep. We do that a lot of hill sprints up and down there. I remember the coach like the our like um like our coach. It was like sort of more like it was just one of the like teachers in the school like um who was like an industrial arts teacher prefects master as well. Uh, Mister Kesting that was he was like. Um, he used to like um, tell us uh, you kind of need a, you always want to attack the hills and then like um, ease ease down on these like repeats like you always want to attack the hills a lot and then I remember so it's like this is kind of where mentality I want always want to go hard on the hills um, as hard as I can because this is like um, because yeah like yeah they're always going to be hard like you can almost like find people out on on a hill when you like see people. Um, 
struggle on them like um on the flat you can like they can kind of be normal like things can be normalized but then on the hill it's like you almost like find people out mm. almost a bit like say like a like grand tour cycling for example you like your tour de france giro and welter out there you like you see like the like the the pure sprinters they kind of like um almost sit on their team and then they sprint for the victory on the flat courses but then on the mountains those people like the pure like the proper like gc riders the climbers and they they go into their four and then you see like on like a general classifications you have like the actual proper like um all-round riders at the top and then the sprints is more kind of like always just, just struggling, struggling to, to through, just yeah. to like make the cut because it's like I, I always see that as a bit of a like um that kind of like very similar analogy because you want to attack those attack the gradients a lot um was what i thought and then i remember there was this one instance where um where like um mr Kesting like told us um like because i think because this was when i was in year nine i think it was like he like and Stephen was in year 10 so it was like we were like kind of separate because year nine ten is like um training the sport day was different mm-hmm. the like the seniors was like wednesday your juniors was on thursday and he said like something about um saying steven's um said uh, he he placed really high because he knew how to attack the hill uh attack the hills on this was at sydney park um this this particular race i remembered and then like he placed pretty well I, that day i didn't i don't think i placed very well at all i think i threw up at the end of that race <laughs> so i think it's probably the only time i've might might not have thrown up might have been the only time i really threw up and yeah i remember i didn't have a pair of shoes like i was running in trackies for some reason that day as well it's pretty mm-hmm. embarrassing i've not never done never done so ever since but yeah live and learn yeah <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't even own a pair of trackies now I just like oh, yeah. just like hop out like even even if it's like um needed to travel somewhere to um even the cold i'm like not not even worried about that anymore nowadays but, <laughs> yeah. yeah you just discarded no, trackies for life yeah, yeah. i basically discarded trackies for life yeah that's pretty much it yeah and you got uh, your revenge on uh, sydney park as well uh, becoming yeah. like the park run champion <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so so like yeah so i think this was um was it this this particular year um so year seven year year eight it was like started to get like really like pl- start placing fairly highly like I guess for most of my time I was kind of like either it was like top mid pack or bottom top pack or so so rank about 20th 30th so I was where I was like still fairly solid but not like out of like 80 80 odd 90 odd runners but not like the very top tier so like you where you're pushing for like GPS CAS selection since that's the top eight to get into that so like I know Stephen almost got into that but then he like just missed out I remembered um like well but as a as a team itself for a little while we weren't really placing very high was placing like sixth seventh so like near the bottom for the first couple years and then and then um so the schofield twins came along in uh uh came along in 2013 and then so like um obviously luke and jay field luke and jay jay and schofield they're now like really strong triathlete uh, runners now uh triathletes now so like and then suddenly we like like going up the table like going the top half of the, of it as well like it like almost like went across the other divisions too gradually and then yeah so then i mean with you also year 10 when i was in year 10 that was also when those when uh, the schofields came in in year nine i think this was kind of where, where i learned how to like sort of like push try and push through paying barriers more 
because I remember I got like a picked up with an ankle injury like midway through this season and then it was like it was the training schedule at the time we started having a few old boy coaches as well but then it was not the most ideal training um, like schedule I think it was like maybe it was like a Monday start of the week and then you had Wednesday or Thursday sport day and then Friday you had to do another session the session before the race in hindsight now that was like almost silly in a way just doing it the day before the like race and then I was like limping at at the end of the Friday session the Friday session was really was what didn't didn't really enjoy it as much but but I was able to keep I was able to like learn how to push through it um, push through the pain of barrier and then get through Saturday and, and run like still run like fairly well like as um with that but then uh, and then but then at the end of that season i almost succumbed succumbed to the injury and all that for the last like two races of the meet and then yeah so it was like so i guess the following year they like restructured it so it's like a yeah. monday and tuesdays you're doing your training on monday tuesday and then you have your wednesday or thursday and then your saturday race was um and that's how the, um the, the sydney boys cross country um setup is now since so it's like you have a, you have Monday and Tuesday um, training day. I think one of them would be like LSD, like long steady distance, and then like another day will be a session and like two sessions and and a long steady distance, and then you have the race, and then yeah, and then the other days you just have to um, just give a, uh, the like boys a bit of recovery as well. Mm. So that like um, was that, and then year eleven, I like. Um, so I decided to actually run up the age group in year 10. So, cause I knew that because you know how the, it's, you need four runners to, for the point score, mm. the point score needs four runners to count. And then I kind of saw in the opens age group, it was like, you'd only have three runners. And then the fourth one was like big, there was a big gap there. So I decided I'll go up and try and bridge, bridge the gap up. And then, yeah, so I got, so I got three, ended up getting three first grade singlets, um, or first grade, like, um, teams as a result f- from that so like going th- the opens three times so one of them when i was like a little bit like when i was 16 and the other two at 17 18 when you're traditionally in the open age group there and in year 11 12 i finally i like i actually while i was having a reasonable time in the like aagps the like chs side so like the zone regional cro- state cross country i didn't really have much of an impact because i guess like in the summer when i was playing cricket i wasn't like running as much I wasn't running as much in the summer at the time. So then, and I guess I started doing a few like runs in the summer, like Stephen decided to organize a few holiday runs and so forth. And then we did a few like runs there and then I finally cracked the cracked um, zone after um, all these years. Like I was coming like, I remember I came 14th, 15th, 17th. I couldn't like, and so I couldn't get into the zone. And it's like, you need to be in the top 10. And then I like in year 11, I came fourth at the school carnival. And then I won zone. I went from going from fourth at school to winning zone yeah. and in regionals I came seventh so I went from never being to zone to going to state in um in um just in year 11 that was it was like unreal just like going going up to going up to state um across country just at Eastern Creek and that so yeah and then did it again and did it again in uh, year 12 as well so uh yeah so I guess um like I think the previous year might have taught me a bit about it and also like pushing through the pain barrier and then also having a bit bit more of a like training it running a little bit more in the summer whereas the previous years I wasn't so that was kind of kind of like helped there but I think like when you like um when I was like finishing high school and then going to uni that I guess like that like taught me another thing about like 
like you just like shift and like different phases in running and then you like you learn a bit more about yourself about your body what you can do and but like i think the first when i was in high school i wasn't re- didn't really understand why i was like running these sessions or th- this or that mm-hmm. i was just trying to run run them run uh, run them to my best of my ability and that's about it i was just a follow what they what i was told like um so this this the staff in the water had like also hired like the Schofield's um, coach, uh, Danny Andres from Pulse Performance. So we had him like coaching us for a little while as well. But then like for a while, like I was just like following all the sessions, but like I obviously didn't understand why it was just, just run to A to from A to B was always, I was all I thought about. Mm. But then like, I think when, because at uni, I was like joined the, like UNSW running society for um, there. And I became an exec, I started off, like first couple of years was just as a general, um, member i'd start i'd enter a few road races so like so like smh half city surf uh blackmore's um well the city marathon it's called now but then blackmore's i was only doing the half for the first few years and then like i got like got the times down and like and i was obviously like going to park run as well because when i left high school when i left high school i was like i wanted something to fill my fill the void in terms of um in terms of like um like that saturday morning um that saturday morning i've missed out on yeah. so that's where like coming park run each week um became a thing there and i started just um hitting park run all the time like because i guess st peter's was originally where like Stephen first introduced me to it like back in 2013 he first introduced to me he already had done a quite a few under the belt and then I think like first time I did it there and then I started becoming a regular once I finished high school. Like I knew I was going to probably focus more on running because I knew I was not good enough for cricket. I didn't want to face 140k fast bowlers. I'll, <laughs> I'll get some broken bones for sure. <laughs> there was no no way I was wanting to. I've, I'm happily retired. Retired on a five-wicket horse. So thank you very much <laughs> for that. Um, so yeah, so I went to... Um, so I started to just uh, do a few... Like hit, I was hitting park run each week. At the time I was like doing... I was about maybe just over 20 minutes. I did go 1936 in like just before, um, just before going to my second state um, carnival where I came 44th in that one. The first one I came 60th and then 44th. Um, it was 24th out of the like the like um, government schools because you have all the pro- like the um, private schools and all that as well in there. And then it was like they had the school teams thing too, so then end up with a bronze bronze medal there too. So that was cool. So, but then I'm going to like so like going into post um, high schools. Like I was hitting up park run regularly. Like going to yeah, like I was training up for the like kind of moved from the cross country to the road. This is where I moved from cross country to road here. So it was like running um, a lot of. So like like entering like a few like it was like two halves and the city surf was the kind of my road races and then and then the park run each week so it's like I was just trying gun park run all the time because at the at the time because I guess I was not as quick then I was like 19, 20 minutes I was stuck around that for a long time and then I remember stuck at twenty minutes for a while and then it took me a lot of time before I finally broke my PB and then yeah so. My first half was back in 2016, actually. So SMH half, that was 98.53, so now 38. So that was about, it was a decent effort. It was about maybe 440 pace, I think it was, um, on average for that um, half marathon debut. But so, and that was off maybe like a 40K week or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, and I was still doing about 40K week fruits for the next couple of years, really. Um, so like I'd go to like say the like uh, the Runstock UNSW Runstock social run um, 
and then um to go to park run and then and then like maybe do like a long run in the middle of the week at the time i was doing long runs in the middle i just like grab i just put my bag in the uni gym lock it up in the, their locker and then just go run to centennial and just do a couple of laps there and head back or something or sometimes go to like your Kujis or your bondis or so forth and just um go there and back from that was how my long runs used to be when i was still at uni so it's like midweek lock it lock your bag in the locker go to go to one of those places there cp uh centennial bondi Kujis, some of those all the coastal beaches and then mm. and then head back shower go to class that was, yeah. that was how it used to be for me until like um and then yeah, so in twenty eighteen, I liked I joined like the Runstock subcommittee, but I also took up um I took up a bit of coaching at um at high school as well. So I was like some so I was obviously still very familiar with the staff there and every everything. So for the next this is but this is kind of where I finally like learned more about the why behind um more about the training. Mm-hmm. Because I guess when you see it on the other side of things too, you see the uh, see other boys like you kind of see them like um, suffering in in a way they sometimes they're suffering in in that and then like why you need to do this kind of session why you need to go quicker there um, like you need to go quicker here go slower there you need to do this and that and so it's like you need to like um, it's almost like you try to um, run like um, I guess like. Just like um, focus on like uh, get these like sessions like I guess get it done, but also like um, you need to focus on getting the paces up. If you want to get quicker, you need to like run faster than that pace. So say say you want to run like a 20, K, 20 minute five k, you'd want to do like intervals. So say maybe quicker than that four minute pace to to hit that like so say one k rest and maybe like three fifty five three fifty and then to be able to hit, um do um four minute k for five k or, or and so on. And then yeah. you want to do like your long, you've got to do your long runs because to build your aerobic capacity in that. So it's like at the time when I was younger, I didn't really understand this. But then when you get older and you like, then you start mentoring others and like you sorry like mentoring others to do, um like to coach them and tell them what tell them what to do. You like um, it's like um now you see now you see what um what they meant to yeah, you yeah, when yeah. you were younger. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was that so so i was like so i did so and then i got promoted to the exec team for run sock in for 2019 2020 so i was doing the i was doing all their sessions and like i was like so like the head paces so i was like i was like the um like i was like the um i was like the the coach of the of the run society like i'll do the into i'll like um uh do the like organize the interval sessions and like be like their race director and then like organize the rate the teams for the races as well mm-hmm. um so it's like and then like you had or like for example city surf i had to do like the the big huddle like outside um the uh what was that thing called the memorial at on museum that thing there we just huddled in i just like do a speech and like um <laughs> t- uh like try and uh, rev them rev everyone up for it <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like <laughs> there's some cool experiences when you um when you're still in uni in that as well so it's like um it's like being an egg second like leading everyone else like um like showing everyone the way on like a friday friday evening social run for example just like uh, make sure they don't get lost and like um pacing like um like and organize the pacing group like who who's like taking the like the advanced group the intermediate group the beginners group so it's like we we call it fast fast group medium group sexy 
uh, group, Sexy Pace, was what we call what we call it um, um, at Runstock. So like we don't we want to just like obviously be very inclusive as well yeah. because running at the end of the day is um, everyone comes in like different like um, um, levels, um, ability levels, shapes, sizes, um, age, what what not. So it's like you got to be very inclusive um, with everyone so like just calling people slow is not not the right way to go about it things so yeah yeah mm. no definitely i think, I think yeah everyone's on their own little journey 100 percent yeah, 100%, yeah. Time's sort of irrelevant at that point it's nice that you had that um group in uni as well i reckon yeah because it's still like being fun yeah it's like i still like i'm still like reasonably connected with this group as well yeah even though now the times have like have changed have shifted a bit um now like i guess now the, the newer exec team like the like recently got elected there's people i haven't like met before like i don't like know the names because i guess that shows my age now so like um in terms of them because like uni like you have 18 19 20 year olds and then yeah I'm now 26 now a couple of years out of uni and, like some of the people there senior members i'm still like reasonably connected with which is which is nice and then yeah, like I guess when I graduated from uni, it was like I graduated during the lockdown period too. So it's like, mm. like it's sort of like, um, I guess it's a bit of a story. Like I remembered in 20, um, okay, so we'll talk about this. Um, we have a little story here. Like, um, so when I talked about Runaways um, SMH half and my like sort of like love-hate relationship with that race for a while, um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of the backstory here. So back in 2018, um, I just broke 80 minutes for the half marathon for the first time when, so at uh, Blackmore's, so around that. And then towards the end of the year, I thought, let's just try and let's try and crack 18 minutes for the 5K. So I still had a, and I ended up, only ended up getting 18.10, but then like by the end of the year, I remember there was this one day at Christmas, I think I injured my knee on a, on a downhill running home from park run mm-hmm. and it was like it this was like this was like very incredibly difficult because i couldn't like run properly for like like just couldn't get any momentum i'll try and run for a day and then i have to take a few days off because it was like really sore it was locked up and then and then like it just like really shortened my train blockers when i went under 80 the next goal was to go raise the bar a bit more i thought and it was the thought was 78 minutes was the next one and i thought sub 78 smh half is the next goal but then obviously i had an injury then that like set me back until like maybe late march before i started doing before i did a long an actual long run and then i ran that smh half in 2019 in 80 minutes 53 and i was absolutely I was in a real wreck, pretty much. I was very annoyed, I'd say. I was just telling people, oh, sorry, I did this. I did so badly. I did all this. I was apologizing to everyone. And everyone's saying, no, you don't need to be sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, so, of course, yeah, yeah. But I was obviously very disappointed and annoyed with that. So I thought, I'm coming back with, like, with a vengeance. I'm here for vengeance. I want redemption. So I promised myself I'll be back to do that. And obviously, the year's... Um, so with that knee injury, this is where, like I previously mentioned about my cadence, this is how, like I, inc- why I increased my cadence here, because like I remember before that injury, I was like my average cadence would have been like one seventy, like like low one, low mid one seventies, 
And then like I started like increasing, and then I like realized I was in a lot of pain from that. And then I, and then I started inc- trying to increase it, try and get in the one eighties, and I realized, oh, actually, I can actually run, run through this. Um, and then like gradually, it just like got better and better in that. Mm. At first, at first, it was actually felt very unnatural actually at first because I guess when you've run one way for so many years and trying to change the way you run, you always you also have to like increase how um, quick you like you it's going to feel very unnatural at first mm. so like it took a while to for it to feel second nature and then like so go to 180s nowadays it's like generally my easy runs will be like mid 180s now and then like race days so like a park run i go 200 plus nowadays so like it's like so it does take some time but once you get once you successfully remodel it then it starts then it feels a lot more natural which is it which it is now so what gave you that idea to like change cadence i thought i just thought like the like the amount of impact like just bashing the bashing the ground as like the way i was bashing the ground it felt like i was bashing it too hard that was right. what i thought i needed to like load load um like change the way it loads the ground my fo- like my feet load the ground and then almost like skim the ground rather than bash it yeah yeah so that's where like that's why i like i remodeled it and then like and then I guess like after that races and then also I was afterwards I was training for my first Sydney marathon as well. And then afterwards it was like, I wanted to like, obviously wanted to get that sub 78 and then COVID hits. So yeah, it was like the, all the lockdowns and shutdowns. At first I wasn't really doing much running at the, at the start of lockdown at all. I don't think I barely ran during the start of the lockdown. And then like I started training again. And I think this is, I kind of like started to just run a lot um like well, I was doing a, because I was doing all of it solo now because there's no well I was doing long run solo already in the previous years but then this was where everything was solo like my intervals were solo my easy runs were all solo I was no I had nobody with me for like all these months on end so like I think this is where like um like what's like helped lead me to this day like in terms of training why it's like stay like a lot very disciplined for um extended periods of time because i was like doing all these runs solo and then like and then yeah so it's like so yeah that's that and then we got i uh, like guess like we had a few like um races like we didn't wasn't able to race for a little while and then um, we had like uh the sydney 10 in 2021 i was like the first 10k it was like 30 409 i think it was mm, and then it was like really solid and then i was hoping to get to sydney like the smh half just weeks early, in about six weeks later and then we get locked down again so we had one cancellation um for the original day in 2020 then it got postponed in november two then kind of three that that happened, and then eh? four yeah. there was four cancellations and it like yeah and i was i was definitely reeling because i remember that day it was like when the last cancellation came, I thought I was, I was, I thought I was fit. I just ran sixteen forty five for as a park run PB as well. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like maybe like eleven eight days before, and then they cancelled the race. I was like, no, this you can't be kidding me. I th- thought I was fit. I ran thirty four for a ten. I've gone sixteen forty five. I'm pretty sure I can run seventy six here. And then I was running like ninety. That's at the time my mileage was about ninety k. And I was like, I felt fit, and then I was like devastated. Hmm. It was tough then. And then I got another injury during the second lockdown. It was this was the right, right heel. I was I was probably managing it for a little while, but then during look that second lockdown because I was living, I was living in like one of the worst like hit COVID areas too. 
so I was living in like um so the Canary Bankstown region was like the at the top of the like lockdown um yeah. priority. So there was like five kilometer radius and all this uh, one hour exercise and all this stuff. It was just it was I think in hindsight it felt unnecessary, but mm. yeah, and it was it was just tough mentally. And then and then when you had like an injury that like just like exact like almost like exaggerated during that time, it's just like back like back to right here I just I just didn't it was just motivation dropped again because I didn't want and then I tried to run for a few weeks and then I and in the end I decided oh let's just shut down shut down for a couple of weeks and just not running and start from scratch again for after three weeks and then and then I remember when things started opening up again park run was back my first park run I went from like 16.45 to like 19 minutes it's like a two minute drop and people with like some of the guys are were thinking what are you doing you're slow now <laughs> i was like um yeah but i'm just coming back so it's like yeah and it's just you gradually like see the see the gains come up again yeah and i thought um like i guess like during that when i try to go i try to go sub 78 at estimation in last year as well and then i think a few weeks before the four weeks before the race during easter I caught covid i was like and i was in ice i was in iso for a week it was not that was not that wasn't a lot of fun at all being in isolation and that was that was frustrating too. And then I remember having going to the race. I was thinking, I think I was. I thought I was still able to run. Like still was going to be able to run. Um, a like um, still going to run that sub seventy eight because I had just recently got myself back under seventeen after um, a little while trying to come back. And then like I even had like Matt Gore pacing me for the race too. I tried to lock into him, but then we couldn't we couldn't get the job done seventy nine sixteen, and that was a bit was came off like still a lot more to be desired then so it's like yeah so i was like it was like oh god another year and i'll have to go we'll have to come back next year and get this one done so yeah this race is front and center of your mind yeah it? it was front and center for years there so 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 knew this um was, it's knew, knew this one yeah. uh, was, was like part of me for so many like had been like um the storyline for like years and that like he so it's like it was this was tough there to get to that um, point. Um, then, then obviously had to put it back, almost kind of put it back in the mind again because I was training for, for my second Sydney marathon. I wanted to get this one right because I knew the first time I went missed it sub three, but I thought I could go sub two fifty here, and then obviously that like that worked out to be uh, two forty eight. So like I was happy with to get to 48, 15 minutes off. Obviously now like when you look back at it, you knew there's still a few things you could do better. But like um sometimes you do get like a little I guess a little critical with yourself when you see like these like little like little errors in that you can like see what you can improve on. Mm. But yeah like I guess that's what I've like always been like try to like I guess like try and challenge myself to uh, try and get better and in a in a sense I feel I'm not gonna like like conquer like conquer running or like ever like really properly conquer it because you're just trying to challenge yourself to get better like learn how to like be a better runner as well see see what others see what others do and then um I guess like when you see others like do this and like um how you can maybe integrate that into what you do and then yeah so yeah um that there and then it's like um so yeah like so i got to sydney marathon 248 which i was obviously happy with and then i was closing in on 250 park runs as well which was like 
So I was like getting closer there, and then I like thought I need, I want to have a swing at some times, try and go under sixteen thirty. Had a few goes just before the two fifty mark and missed it, and then two the two hundred fifty like everything came to get came together that day. There's like a video on Soda's YouTube on that, that day too when around sixteen thirty six had everyone, everyone was there. It was like it was like so humbling just having everyone there to support yeah, me I in that, that and then like um like uh, wishing me all the best. They like um. And like have uh, Stephen and Soda both with the GoPro doing GoPro duties to um, help get me get me across the line, and then and then we did we did it. Then I was like super stoked. Then and, and then they just like um and then without me knowing, they just like some of the guys they just come up to me and just like lift me up and then yeah and that's right to yeah. Me and yeah I was like oh, oh this is so this just feels like so humbling just to like share share these moments with you all it's like. Just, just love you all. Um, love, feel the love with everyone within. Um, like I guess had like the run socks. Um, like the run, a lot of the run sock guys there. The St Peter's Parkrun community. They obviously, uh, like they know me pretty well now. So it's like, so it's like, um, so it's like always like it was, it was it was a really nice moment there. And obviously, like so having the breaking 1630 at that very moment so it's like one of those clutch moments i've um had so just going under 1630 on my 250 which was um really nice to um to do and then um having a few other like um then going down to like one of the turbo races there for like 1604 the the PB mm. City one, I remember that went sixteen oh four. Yeah, went like past me. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Because I knew this was my last race for the year. I knew I had nothing else in the tank. I just wanted to just empty you, it out. Yeah, you pedal to the metal. Yeah, I just went empty, empty it all out, empty it all out, nothing in the tank. That was all I thought. I, I was yelling I at you. I was like, go! Oh, I knew I was, I was done. Yeah, because I knew. I just knew like I was going to have a couple of weeks rest after that moment. There was no, there was no more hard running from for a couple of weeks at, after then so that was that was that race there and then and then like re, regroup for 2023 and then started off the years like and we go to, we went to sun run like ran that 3356 which is which was like I was that's really happy be, with that. Yeah, you must be like that's, yeah. seeing yeah. you know, I know fitness yeah. training in the right direction. On yeah, that I know. It's like you just go up the hill and just like because you have that hill at seven k. I was like, I think I was like four fastest of the day on the. I came fourteenth overall on the sun run that yeah. day. Did you run that, Dom? Not that day. Not that one. Yeah, not no. that day. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, there was that. So we had sun run there, and then we went to there was that other turbo. Um the Pride 5000 Turbo event there, and that was when I went 16 flat on the track. <laughs> and yeah, I guess after that moment, there was a few months where I had like a real low, uh, like mental low in racing, because had a, like a long, I guess a long purple patch, and then everything just, like a lot of things in life just like built up, and then I just like struggled for motivation for for a couple months. So like April, May, it was like, it was like really, it was really tough to like um, go, to, it was really tough to like um, run. It was like, I just had no, just kind of lost motivation for a little while and then and then i like had to just try and get to smh like the so it was now renamed as runaway but then i knew i knew i wanted to i was kind of just wanted to get it done because like and i was guess because for so long i was stuck at 79 minutes as my half marathon pb i was stuck at that for like four years so i was like i was like sick of being 79 minutes i'm like well i'm not 79 minutes like i've gone sub 17 for five i've done um, like I've done 33, 34 for 10 so that's, that's not 79 minutes for a half marathon so and then I just went in there just tried to run like 
just lock myself in i found i remember that race i, f I remember like in the build-up was still wasn't wasn't really wasn't sure what was going to happen but i just thought i just run that tempo run like a 330 335 pace tempo i managed to find a group of eight people like eight of us in there including uh, i believe neve allen was the the second who finished second in the female division so there was like um so it was like um eight people in that group there and then so as i was just stuck on the back on there for a bit i remember it got to around halfway i saw a few runstock volunteers and i just like i just like made a like just went past like got to the front of that group for a little bit and then they reeled me back in um the, and then and then i saw the hill kale expressway i remember this was the one which broke me at the 2019 edition where i like where i just everything fell apart then but this time around i just went i just went um just went for it and just like basically that eight person group was just became two of us really it's like so only like six of the eight people there's only one other guy that actually followed followed my move and then yeah i guess that guy did have a bit more legs in towards the end of the race but like i basically did did the bulk of the damage to that group on that hill there and then i just crossed the line i just remembered uh, like it was like came finished 15th 74 57 so it was like Four, just over four minutes off my PB I was like I just like went I just got to I was like so like emotional I was like I remember just like going to us on the ground just like in tears like thinking oh what have I done here I can't believe I've done this and then I just grabbed the find the finishes town just like sort of like basically cried in, cried into the towel for a little while <laughs> and then yeah it's like I'm a volunteer I think one volunteer asked me if I was okay I was like yeah I'm, I'm fine and I'm just so stoked that I got this I finally got this um, race right yeah after yeah. all these years of like struggling and I finally got like went from seek from calling it seeking vengeance it's now vengeance seeked so it's like done the job's done it's now we can now I can relax a bit yeah it probably meant that much more because you had so much ups and downs with that particular race yeah as well. ups and downs with that ups and downs with life the last previous months too is like always but then I think like nowadays with how my mind is now with um running I can I guess like now I guess when I've like kind of think is like you, you guys probably I'm not sure if you guys know like the the song waves Dean Lewis it comes and goes in waves it always does I've kind of like used this kind of motto as well now like like I guess you, because you kind of you're going to have your up days you're going to have your down days you kind of just have to respect the process too like so now this is kind of what I've like what I'm how I um, treat running as like and life as well like you like the ups and downs you're just going to have to like respect the process as much um, if not more now because you can never really t sometimes you can't just take anything for granted because like some one day you might be running really well you might be at the top of the game and suddenly just in a snap everything flips mm -hmm. so you just kind of have to in a way be aware but also not be i guess i've always been one of the i guess in a way i've just i've had this like um i've fallen victim to this many times just being really hard on myself because i always try and set myself standards to try and um, improve myself and like I get better and get quicker all the time that's always like been my like type of mentality I want to get better I want to get quicker but it's not always going to be it's just you're not always going to, that's not always going to happen you're going to have your like down days you're going to have you may have your injuries and then uh, other things in life will like um will play its part so it's like you just have to realize it's just it's just a process really more than anything it's not always going to be successful when but when it does you could do you do want to like um appreciate it as and also appreciate the down days too so yeah 
definitely. I think it's a yeah. good philosophy to have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I've also like I've got I guess these like this motto there. There's another motto I kind of use now. It's I call this one. I call this motto "Run the way I know." So it's like when with what I say, what I mean by "run the way I know" is like you. It's like I've always wanted just enter the races enter like train the way into the races that will that appeal to me most and i expect this this is kind of something i expect from others i um, want to set the example that others should do this as well like if you want to like do if you want to like do like a road marathon if you want to do like a middle distance track you are you if you're going on a trail or if you want to just like take a chill and like just um have have fun with your friends or so forth it's everyone's got their own like um thing there like everyone's got their like little thing they want to they want to go for i always i think it's always um first things first you want to stick to that because that's what will make you that's gonna that's what you're gonna how you're gonna enjoy your get the most out of your running too it's not you can't like just like um you can't just like get someone to just tell you like demand you you have to do this and that and that all the time like if you do get a coach like for sure like um you you're getting a coach i'm hope i'm sure you're getting a coach for the right reasons because you want to get better at this or that and they'll use selecting someone that's that's going to um head you to the right direction so that's like um also so like i guess trying to run the way you know what and also kind of knowing your strengths and your weaknesses as well like for me it's always been like i must i've always been stronger uphill not so strong downhill and then like um i'm not i don't i usually don't get bothered if if a course if a race is like flat or like flat uh flat hilly or like stacked or sparse or so it's like you just want to um just try and i guess run your own race not be like not get too like i guess like what soda said last time about like being um impacted by other like what everyone else is doing just try and um stay in your own elements really yeah i Mm -hmm. think that's i think that's important Mm -hmm. i think i've sort of learned that or lent more into that the more i've done running so yeah um also listen to your body and just what it's always and what your yeah. mind's telling you in terms your mind of like and body yeah those where you two are. things yeah you but, just, uh, but you also um <laughs> you also like you said it comes in waves like it's yeah. not running's not always going to be perfect that's exactly sure. nothing's it's, nothing in life's going to be perfect yeah you just have to appreciate the process more than anything yeah yeah for sure um, Don, what do you reckon? Got any? Got any other? Um, no, nothing else too much. How about yeah. you? No, I think um, I think we've covered a lot. Thanks for going through your sort of journey mm. in so much detail. I know you've um, yeah, running's been this thing in your life for so long, and obviously yeah, it's been I mean, half my lifetime now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's like been a constant. Yeah, sometimes back and it forth. thought like yeah, I guess sometimes it thought maybe. It's, maybe it's too long but then now it's like i think i still i've still got a few things i want to tick off um coming up absolutely i don't know exactly what like marathon wise i've got i don't know exactly what marathon i want to go next or so where i'll do yeah in the meantime i want to just try and see if we can get that sub 16 especially mm. i would love to get that sub 16 a st peter's sub 16 oh, that's, too that's very yeah, wow. <laughs> that would, that's st peter's yeah okay. yeah it's one of the hardest <laughs> ones to get sub 16 it's only i think only only like less than 10 people have done sub 16 there yeah not, not even steven doesn't even have it steven's really? time at st peter's is the exact same as mine really? this could be because wow. he hasn't been to he hasn't been to st peter's as often now like since as much now 
like he yes because he moved he's at around the Parramatta region but he did say he will at some point try and raise the bar to challenge me to go after it <laughs> yeah so I'm I'm keen to see that um see that happen um and you know I guess like because we us guys we try to push each other along and I guess also you know like so there's also like brought up like the no name uh, run club roads. Yeah. the roads one are coming up mm. in early December too yeah. so it might be a good opportunity to stretch your legs too as, there as well mm. I know like a few other, the other guys will be going for some trying to go for some big times there I know Soda might be looking for sub 15.30 himself because mm. yeah I'll be looking at so I'll, so I'll obviously look into that um, in, but I guess like in these next few weeks just also listen to my body as well because only just coming back off a marathon you don't want to like fully rush into um, going for like really like going yeah. hard for too um, much so I'm planning to head back to uh, King's Cross on Thursday and do but I think I'll just like just take it like be conser- on the conservative side just mm-hmm. to see where the legs are at and then like try and set a few benchmarks for the um for the weeks to come yeah um we're gonna ask a token question yep <laughs> um even though i might have an idea but you could prove me wrong um yep. what is what's your what's been your favorite race okay yeah um if you ask me like hmm if you ask me like this, say last last year i probably would like sometime different i would have said something different but yeah now i'll definitely say would be for sure melbourne marathon because how right mm. it, how right it went like how like I was able to control um, the race from start to finish and the process from start to finish. How much I enjoyed um, every bit of it, even though there weren't a lot of mishaps. I had like I guess two rolled ankles. Did a session in like rolled ankle twice. Um, I did like as I remember doing a session in lightning strikes as well. It was like so I've had there were a few little mishaps there, but then I was like. Um, but then it was like not for most part it was a very uninterrupted one it was like for 18 weeks it was like it was like um, a lot of um, like just enjoyed enjoyed it also got a chance to like see others like I was like um, like guess on Sundays I'd see others like sometimes I'd uh, see others like do their runs like catch up with other people too like so say like after like park run I'd sometimes go to brunch with like like catch up with others and then talk talk my own like talk to others too like Sunday like I'd see people like um, training as well for their own Sydney marathon and it's I guess inspiring to see them try um, challenge themselves to um, to a lot of them were like a lot of people being first time marathoners too so to see them challenge um, themselves to do that so it's mm. like seeing your own friends in some way like some people like I guess they get inspired by like what I do and then they try to replicate and then other but then they also it's kind of like um, they go hand in hand so like some people like you'll get inspired one way and then they'll um, it'll uh, reciprocate the other way too so it's like but like overall the Sydney Mar- the Melbourne Marathon was definitely this training block was uh, and the race was definitely my favorite has been my favorite to date now because i think it's just a culmination of all the 13 years that i've learned about myself as a runner so yeah mm, absolutely well i enjoyed yeah. following it and um yeah it's been it's been great um definitely thanks for coming on the show and and giving us sort of um all of that information really appreciate it yeah thanks mm-hmm. thanks dom thanks luke for um having me on the show as well yeah, yeah. so yeah just hearing everything and yeah all righty thanks mate i think we need to i guess to stay strong and stay oh, fast <laughs> you guys have to remember okay, okay. that do it again hang on hang on stay strong stay fast <laughs> there we go <laughs>
Jeez, we, uh, I'm going to get grilled by Adrian after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>